Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. The key card still works. I'm back. Day two of hosting Sports Open Line here at KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. If you weren't with us yesterday, we did the whole, hey, it's my first day thing. We're not going to do that again. But it's uh, good to be back with you. Have you for the next two hours. What a week to be starting here at KMOX because we have a bunch of full shows in the middle of the baseball season, which... Does not happen very often, but happens during the All-Star break. Let's get our housekeeping items out of the way. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or you can call toll-free 800-925-1120. Do people need to call toll-free? Is that a thing? Is anybody going, man, I, I, I can't call because it's a 314. Oh, there's a toll-free. We're good. We're good to call. I don't think anybody is uh, is doing that. You can also uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I said it yesterday. A lot of people like to get rid of the E out of my last name, Matt Pauley, just like I think Jane Pauley spells it the same way. Pauley Pavilion uh, spells it that way. So it's it's pretty standard. That's how you spell Pauley. But people love getting rid of that E out of uh, out of Pauley. All right, we got a lot to get to. It's It's the all-star break. So you start to get some craziness going on. Now, the good part of the All-Star break was what happened last night during the Home Run Derby and everything that happened with Albert Pujols. It was really cool. Like This is a year watching him play his final season in Major League Baseball where we're able to celebrate the greatness that is Albert Pujols. And I think sometimes we kind of forget just the stature and everything that goes along with it. And then you see things like last night where – he is honored by all the other All-Stars where they surround him and they, they they lift him up in a way that just shows what everybody else thinks about this guy and what he has been able to uh, really, um, what, what he's had in his career. And I think the reason sometimes we forget it is just his, his legacy in St. Louis is weird because he left and then his career had a downturn and now he's back and it's just, it's different. But you look and see how... Everywhere else, what they think of when they when they hear Albert Pujols, and I think you saw that last night from all the other All Stars and the way they honored him, and it was really cool. It was really really cool. So that's the good stuff. 
the the kind of crazy, wacky stories that you get during the All-Star break. People are going crazy on social media right now because they think that the Cardinals have a shot at Juan Soto. I'd love to be wrong. I will I will raise my hand and proudly be wrong if I am on this one, but I just I don't know how the Cardinals pull that one off. It's just from a, what you would have to give up. And we had a, we had Benjamin Hockman on from the Post Dispatch yesterday, and I agreed with him when he said this is the year with Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols walking out the door. With this being a year where you are honoring them, you do whatever it takes to find a way to win at the highest level. You do what it takes to all of a sudden be able to be spoken about the same way we talk about the Dodgers. The same way we talk about the Mets. The same way we talk about the Braves in the National League. Same way we talk about the Yankees and the Astros in the American League. You do what you need to do. But that being said, can how much how much of the future are you mortgaging if you put together a trade package for a Juan Soto? And oh yeah, by the way, Soto just turned down this huge contract offer, this 15-year huge contract offer from the Washington Nationals. So if you go acquire him you know that a ton of your payroll is going to be earmarked for him. Not that that's bad. I mean, you you have stars. You spend money on stars. The Cardinals have money. They can do that if they want to. But it's just, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to be a thing. And it, it became a thing on social media today because CBS Sports HQ, they tweeted out this graphic saying top five landing spots for Juan Soto. And they put the Cardinals number one on that list. And they said, according to a writer by the name of RJ Anderson. And then I went to RJ and I like RJ Anderson a lot of uh, throughout my time in radio. I've been able to interview him a number of times. I think he's a, I think he's a really good baseball writer, but I went to his Twitter account to see, okay, where is this coming from? Did he write a column? Is he reporting something? Nothing. Radio silent. There's just crickets. There is nothing about Soto and the Cardinals anyway. So, so just it's, it's clickbait at this point in time. And you know what? Good for CBS Sports HQ because here we are talking about it, and a lot of people are talking about it. So if the idea of clickbait is to get people to pay attention to you, well, congratulations. We are, uh, we are indeed paying attention to you today. So that's one of the, uh, one, one of the kind of the crazy stories. There also continues to be a lot of discussion about Yadier Molina and what's going on with him as he's down in Puerto Rico. That was kind of a bigger deal yesterday than it is today. But it's just at some point he's going to be back. And when he's back, he's back. And when he's not here, he's not here. It's his final season. If this is, if this is a guy who is right in the middle of his career, right in his prime, a big part of your team, uh, that's one thing. But he is somebody who... It's kind of he's on his last legs, right? This is the final year for him, and he's not around. Is it a preferable situation that he's in Puerto Rico, that he's getting mad at basketball games and getting thrown out? No, no, like that's not great. You'd you would much rather see him in St. Louis, but I think you do kind of understand the situation when it comes to that. All right, so this is what we've got coming up on uh, the program today. Uh, we're going to talk some Mizzou football coming up in just a moment as uh, SEC Media Days. They are continuing on down in Atlanta yesterday. Eli Drinkwood speaking uh, with uh, the media. We'll get more into this Juan Soto situation coming up uh, later on uh, this hour. Also, I'm, I'm looking for text messages on this question, or tweets for that matter. I think most of us can agree that if there's one thing that the Cardinals need, It's high-level, top-level, top-of-the-rotation starting pitching. If you have one item on the wish list that you can get, I think most of us would say go get a starting pitcher that you can slot in right at the top of the rotation. 
But what if you get two items? What if Santa's going to bring you two things this year? A top-level starting pitcher and something else. What is that something else you want? Text me, 314-436-7900. Talking Missouri football will do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Voice of St. Louis. News that matters to you. KMOX. SEC Media Days have been going on in Atlanta as we are right around the corner from the start of the college football season. Very happy to be able to uh, welcome on to the program someone who covers the Tigers for uh, Power Mizzou. He is uh, Mitchell Forty. Mitchell, thanks so much for uh, taking a little bit of time with us today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I was kind of struck, and, and you wrote about this. I was struck by the fact that Eli Drinkwitz is in- incredibly – he's not shy about saying that this team, this Missouri team, is the most talented team that he's had in his time there. Now, it's a, it's a somewhat short tenure. How good – let's start with this. How good can this team be this year And obviously a very tough SEC? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, kind of always the unknown going into every season, but I think especially this year because there is talent, but that talent is young, and you have a question mark at the most important position on the field, quarterback, and so it's hard to always know, um, you know, hard to predict how a team's going to do when you don't know what that situation is going to be. But Eli Drinkwitz, I think he's quietly confident that this team is going to have some things that were missing from his last couple. Um, I think most notably depth, you know, 
starting to get more of those guys that he recruited, those celebrated recruiting classes. Um, those pieces are going to start being contributors. He brought in 19 guys from either the transfer portal or the junior college ranks who should be able to fill some holes. Um, so I think they feel like there's there's talent there. There. Um, the, the schedule is challenging, um, although I would I would contend it's not nothing you know nothing impossible for or if you're playing in the SEC. I don't think it's you know notably harder than anyone else in the SEC by any means. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, you know you've, you've got the question marks at quarterback. But I, I think in my mind that, that you know the coaching staff and, and everyone else, if you if you gave them some truth serum, would say that uh, that a winning record, getting above 500, is, is absolutely the goal. Let's go through the quarterback situation. What does that timeline look like? In, in a perfect world, you've got some time before the season gets started to have a, a lot of a, a very good idea of what you're going to be doing there. Yeah, so um, you know, right now it's it's there's four guys who um, are going to have a chance at the starting quarterback job. That's Jack Abraham, Brady Cook, Tyler Macon, and Sam Horn. Now, Eli Drinkwitz said yesterday that, that they pretty much have to get to a point here at the start of fall camp and camp is open August 1st where they're down to a couple guys who are rotating with that first team just to try to you know build some chemistry, um, you know, get those guys some consistent reps with the first team offense, but that that doesn't necessarily disqualify the other guys from competing for the starting job. Um, so, you know, I think that they'll, they'll start with a couple guys there. Um, and I think that the goal would probably be within about, you know, two weeks, maybe a week of the season opener that Eli Drinkwitz probably has an idea of who is going to run the show and gets that guy, you know, a full week's worth of reps with the first team. Now I don't expect him to announce that publicly. I think we've seen in the past, if he doesn't have to say who's starting or are available at a given position, he probably won't. And that's not just him, that's college football coaches in general. Um, but, but that would be my thought is that you, you enter fall camp with a couple guys who are kind of splitting the reps. And by, by the time you get to game week for the, the week leading up to week one, you have an idea of who the guy is going to be who do you like who do you think is going to be the starter in week one? Oh man that's a tough one i mean i i could convince myself a couple of different ways my my thought process just based on the way that eli Drinkwitz handled the quarterback situation at the end of last season going into the bull game and then the off season is that brady cook and jack abraham are probably the two favorites i would lean towards jack abraham just because you know we saw that eli Drinkwitz was pretty desperate to bring in a transfer, which leads me to believe he's not extremely confident in Cook. But I, I definitely think the job is wide open to be won uh, by Cook if he has a strong fall camp. The scheduling this year, you have kind of the uh, the opponent that you want to start with against Louisiana Tech, but then you jump right into Kansas State before taking another step back against Abilene Christian. In a perfect world, would that schedule maybe be flipped where you're going Abilene Christian in that second game and you can continue to kind of work on some things before you hit a Power 5 opponent in K-State? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, obviously, yes. Going on the road early in the, early in the season is really hard. I saw that last year where I was on the road in the first four weeks at Kentucky and at Boston College, and especially when you're talking about a team that's young and not going to have a, a returning starting quarterback. Um, so, yeah, in a perfect world, that might be switched. But then again, then you have a really tough four-week stretch with Kansas State leading into the stretch of at Auburn, home against Georgia, at Florida, which is a, a really tough three-game stretch uh, regardless of what comes before it. So, ultimately, like, you know, you play in the SEC, you, you play a quality out-of-conference game like Kansas State, it's, it, 
you're going to have some challenges on that schedule. Um, I do think that those two early road tests at Kansas State and at Auburn will be big for this team. I think we saw last year when Mizzou dropped those two early games, it just kind of hurt the momentum. Um, you know, only got 45,000 people average attendance the rest of the way. I think if you have a situation where Mizzou is coming into, um, you know, it's, it's the home game against against Georgia, you know, two and two with the only wins being against Louisiana Tech and Christian and then probably, you know, then coming back to its next home game, which I forget what that would be, but after the, the, the trip to Florida where it's, you know, potentially two and four, I think that it would be really hard to uh, to fill those stands. Mitchell Forty from Power Mizzou continuing to join us. Just a few more questions for him. You also wrote about the bravado that has been there has kind of been toned down a little bit for Drinkwitz where there's it's more of a quiet confidence more than the storm that he has really come in with. Now, in many ways, when you're in the SEC and you've had the record that they've had, maybe it's not not the best look to have. That is, is that what leads to it? Is it the record over the last couple of years, or is it something else that has kind of toned him down? I, my my thought is uh, it's mainly that you know he feels like uh, he's made an effort this off season to kind of save the talking for for the field. You know, it's hard to to be a guy who you know kind of wants to throw some jabs, throw some zingers, do the, the kind of stand up comedy routine, and then not back it up with wins on the field. Uh, you know, I think I think part of that is probably also learning your lesson in terms of how much attention <laughs> some of these comments get and how viral things can go, and that that can kind of cause more headaches than they're worth. But I think the bigger thing is just feeling like uh, that needs to be backed up on the field before we kind of see that come back to, uh, to, to Eli Drinkwitz's repertoire. From a league-wide perspective, and, and Greg Sankey was asked earlier in the week about comparing his editions of Texas and Oklahoma to the Big Ten's editions of UCLA and USC, and clearly the SEC and the Big Ten have emerged as the two destination locations right now in college football. Is it almost... Is it almost a victory lap for the SEC just when you look at everything that has happened in college football realignment and where the SEC has uh, played their role in that? I do think the SEC still feels really good about the addition of Texas and Oklahoma and where the league stands after that. I, I also do think, though, that, and, and you know, Sankey alluded to this, I mean, they would be dumb if they're not at least monitoring the, the options elsewhere. Now, I don't really know what those options would be because the ACC teams are so locked up with their grant of rights thing, it would seem to be difficult to extract them. I don't really think Notre Dame is a realistic option. And, you know, thank you talked yesterday about trying to keep that contiguous footprint together, that geographic footprint. So, you know, teams that seem right for the picking right now are by 12 teams. That really wouldn't make sense. But, um, you know, things keep changing. Uh, you know, all these conferences are going to try to continue to consolidate power, including the Big Ten. I think that the SEC is open to the idea that it could add more if it needed to, and certainly there are tons of teams that would be interested. But I, my sense, certainly from talking to, from hearing Sankey yesterday, is that he feels good about the 16 teams that the SEC has right now, and there's certainly no rush to add to that that group. Yeah, like the most high-profile team out there would be Clemson, and Clemson would probably jump at the opportunity. And other schools from the SEC, like Florida State and Miami, have been mentioned. But I, I guess I see it with Clemson. But really, at the end of the day, when you look at the strength of the conference, even at Clemson, does that really actually do that much for the SEC when they already have so many teams on a year-in, year-out basis that could be contending for a national title? The question, you know, the thing that people don't understand is that, you know, if you add a team. Did we lose Mitchell? 
Mitchell going once. I think we lost him. He was about to give a really good answer, too. All right. That's to me. Had him for a second. You still there? We lost you just for a second. Okay. Uh, Hopefully you didn't miss too much of that. But I I was kind of agreeing with your point in saying that um, what people don't necessarily understand is that when you add teams to these leagues, it has to be a valuable enough team or teams that it still increases the amount of of money that each team is going to get when you split that payout more ways. So if the SEC were to go to 18 teams, they have to bring enough value that, that the teams are getting more money when you split the revenue 18 ways instead of 16. And I think Clemson and Florida State would probably do that, but I don't know for sure, and I don't know if anyone else knows for sure. But I think the point is kind of moot because of the fact that the ACC teams are locked into their television agreement through 2036. All right, last thing for you. Explain the whole Eli Drinkwitz mustache camp thing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I missed the t- when he initially said that. I guess he was on the SEC radio or something like that. It was, I think, typical Drinkwitz kind of you know joking about uh, – actually, I don't think – I think he's going to actually do it, but uh, – growing out a Top Gun mustache during fall camp. I know last year he kind of grew out his beard. So um, I think that just kind of became a headline because there were fewer headlines than expected out of him yesterday. Um, you know, he was a little more subdued, as we mentioned. So we'll, I guess, be on the lookout for uh, for his, his facial hair. He'll be on facial hair watch during August. Very good. He is Mitchell Forty, covers uh, Missouri for uh, Power Mizzou. Follow him on Twitter at Mitchell, the number four, the letter D. Mitchell, thanks so much for your time. Great stuff. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There's Mitchell Forty joining us here on Sports Open Line. It's just, it is tough for me. And look, admittedly, I'm the new guy, right? Like I have, uh, I have not lived here in in 20 years, but I've certainly continued to uh, pay attention to what's going on. And I'll be here's where I'm coming from. I still wish Missouri was in the Big 12, just from a competitive standpoint. And I went to a Big 12 school. I am a proud graduate of Kansas State University, and I, I wish that. I, I wish I could see K-State come to Columbia. Now, from a financial standpoint, makes all the sense in the world for Missouri to be in the SEC. You get that opportunity. You don't turn it down. You go there. But he uh, Mitchell mentioned the fact that Greg Sankey was open about the fact that for the good of college sports, if they're going to add schools, they want to make sure to add schools to the footprint. They don't want it to be a Big Ten situation where a USC and a UCLA are joining the league and you're going, what? why? What are... You got these cross-country flights, and you know, you just imagine the the swimming and diving team at USC flying all the way to Rutgers, and it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We're doing this so some college football teams can, or a conference can have a better college football, and that that's the world we live in. Like every other college athlete, if you don't play college football and if you don't play men's basketball to a lesser extent, everybody else gets hurt by the realignment stuff for the most part. Now, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC makes sense because it falls inside of the footprint. But some of the other crazy stuff that's going on, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what I was trying to get to is it's really, really hard to evaluate Missouri on how good or not good they may be when they are playing in that league. And you you are held to the absolute highest standard when you are playing in the SEC and the schedule that goes along with that. Even when you have an easy SEC schedule, it's tougher than pretty much every other Power 5 league in the country. 314-436-7900. You can call, you can text, you can also call 800-925-1120. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, We'll come back, we'll get back into baseball. 
Any chance, any chance that Juan Soto could become a Cardinal? That's the social media buzz today. I don't think it's happening, but we'll discuss it next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Social media was a buzz earlier today when CBS Sports HQ decided to tweet out a graphic that reads Juan Soto top five landing spots. Let's go from five to one on this one. So now it it didn't say top five most likely landing spots. It didn't say top five spots where Juan Soto is a fit. It just simply said top five landing spots. What does that really mean? And it says top five landing spots for next season. So it's not even talking about this year. And there is a possibility that he is going to get traded uh, before the deadline. All right. So from number five to number one, Juan Soto, top five landing spots, according to a tweet sent out from CBS Sports HQ. Number five, the Seattle Mariners. We need like a drum roll or something. Number four, the San Francisco Giants. Number three, the New York Yankees. Number two, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And number one, your St. Louis Cardinals. Now, let me be the first to say, if this comes true, if Juan Soto becomes a St. Louis Cardinal, That'd be great. Can you imagine a lineup with Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and Juan Soto? I, that um, They're already one of the better lineups in Major League Baseball. The Cardinals are. At least they should be. You add a Juan Soto to that group. That's uh, What would you do? Would you go 2-3-4? Would you go 3-4-5? Uh, whatever you do, it's going to be really good. And you're going to score a lot of runs. And it's going to, it it already, so as somebody, if you don't know my backstory, if you weren't with us yesterday, I, I've been covering the Milwaukee Brewers for the last six years. So I have watched the Brewers play the Cardinals over and over and over. And I can tell you this, watching teams play the Cardinals when you're looking at it from the other perspective, when you're watching the game from the perspective of the team that's playing the Cardinals, you're thinking multiple innings ahead because it's like, when when's Goldschmidt and Arnado coming back around? And how are you going to set yourself up to 
try to avoid something bad happening <laughs> from from the other standpoint. So that that's already a huge impact. If you were to put a Juan Soto in there, I guarantee you every other team in baseball that would be playing the Cardinals, it would feel like to them that those guys are batting every single inning because you are going to be so focused on trying to manage the game ahead where you're always knowing when those guys are going to be coming around. I don't think this is going to happen. I would I would be so shocked if this happens. Now, during my time watching the Cardinals, I can tell you, there, I didn't expect Nolan Arnato to get traded. I certainly didn't expect the Colorado Rockies to pay the Cardinals to take Nolan Arnato off their hands, which continues to be one of the, just the wackiest things that has ever happened. Um, I, I can... I remember vividly the day that Mark McGuire was acquired. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, I I remember the day that Jim Edmonds was acquired. Like there's been there's been moves that have been made that have been somewhat unexpected, and you know everybody knew that McGuire was going to get traded when that happened. So maybe that's a that's a bad example. But the way things are going right now with Juan Soto, everybody knows that Soto is going to be uh, is going to be moved. If, and this is a big if, if they were to go acquire a Soto, you would have to have a deal in place because the package of players that you would have to give up, like I can't even believe we're going down this path right now. The 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 package of players that you would have to give up, it is it would go down as one of, if not the most uh most return that a team has ever got him for a player, and you can't get that deal done until you know that you have a contract that Soto is going to sign. You cannot give up that much prospect capital. Now, you have prospects, you have guys that you believe in, you have guys that you have been developing, and I do think Major League Baseball teams get really attached to their their guys, the guys that they have invested in. If you've got somebody that you drafted out of high school when they're 18, if you got somebody who you drafted out of college when they're 21, 22, and you've been following them all the way through, you get you get invested in them. And sometimes it's uh, – I think almost every major league team overvalues their own prospects because of the investment that goes in them. So it's it's tough. It's, it's tough to, to walk away from those guys, but it's important to remember that when you're developing players – you're developing those players to do one of two things, to either get to the big leagues and help you win games, but you're also developing those players for them to become really good where if you need to be able to use them to make a move, you have that ability to do so. That is that is just as important as developing these guys so they can help you at the big league level. Because you draft a million guys, we're right in the middle, you know, the, the, the baseball draft has been going on. You draft a ton of guys every year and you fill out all your minor league rosters, and most of these guys are never going to see a big league uniform. You draft players knowing that they are literally just organizational guys that you are drafting them to fill out a roster in the minor leagues. Now, they still have an opportunity. It happens. There are guys who, whether they're late draft picks or whether the sign is undrafted free agents or maybe they go to independent ball and they, they start to really thrive there. 
you still you're, you've got a uniform until they take your uniform away. You've got a shot. You've got a chance to go do something. So it's not like you, you yeah you bring in a guy who you're going to view as an organization guy. That doesn't mean that they can't turn into somebody who's going to develop and eventually someday help you at the big league level. But that's not how the organization is viewing you. And the politics that go along with that is somebody's. It's just it is it is crazy sometimes when you're around minor league affiliates and you see the way. The, the guys who are considered prospects are treated compared to the guys who are not considered prospects are treated and just everything that goes around with it. It's a very, it's a very odd thing when it comes to baseball. And it's just, it's the culture. It's the way things work. I don't expect Juan Soto to be a Cardinal. I, I don't know where he goes. Like the, the teams that make the most sense are the teams that spend tons of money. If the Dodgers can pull off a deal and probably the Dodgers, the Dodgers are number two on this list. The Dodgers are probably, the most likely team to do this because what the Dodgers do better than any team in baseball is they go out and spend tons of money, but at the same time, they have a fantastic minor league system. They have a fantastic baseball operations department. A lot of times we'll see major league baseball teams that spend gobs and gobs and gobs of money. So, you know what, we're just going to buy our success at the major league level. So we're going to put, we're going to invest in that. We're going to invest in free agency and we don't really need to worry about the minor leagues. The Dodgers don't do that. Give the Dodgers all the credit in the world because they have really good baseball people in place so they continue to make good decisions. I think the Yankees are getting a little bit better, but what I just described, the teams that just want to spend money at the major league level and not really worry about the minor leagues, that would have described the Yankees five-plus years ago, maybe even a little bit more than that. But the Dodgers, to me, the Dodgers are the gold standard of spending tons and tons and tons of money while also putting the resources into their baseball operations that they need to be able to do so. So what I'm saying is the Dodgers are the team that makes the most sense. It would be the rich getting richer, but the Dodgers have minor league talent. The Dodgers have guys in the system that maybe you can make that deal work, and if they find a way to make that deal, it's the Dodgers, so they'll be able to offer Soto a contract that obviously he would uh, he would accept, which will be more money than what the Washington Nationals offered him recently, which was a ton a ton of money, but he said no to them. All right, here's what I want to hear from you. And we're going to get to this coming up next hour. Uh, you can text me or you can tweet at me. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. What is your number two wish list item for the Cardinals? We're going to assume starting pitching's number one. What's your number two? What do you want to see the Cardinals go acquire? Tweet and text in. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. So I'm kind of torn on something right now. Because I am old school when it comes to the jerseys that All-Stars wear. I think during the Home Run Derby and during all the other festivities, if you want to have an American and a National League jersey and, and that's and you got guys wearing that, that's fine. I, I'm, I am good with that. In the actual All-Star game, I want players to wear the actual jerseys that they wear during the season. So in the past, we've seen... Major League Baseball do the American League and the National League jersey, so everybody playing for the team is wearing the same jersey. That that's a big money grab, right? Like let's let's 
let's be real honest on what's going on here. It's an opportunity for Major League Baseball to go make a little bit more money. Those City Connect jerseys that you see teams uh, wearing, it, it's a money grab. It is a it, you. They make so much money by selling that stuff. So it's it's kind of a hybrid tonight and what's going on right now. The All Stars are being introduced. Uh, the All Star game is it is scheduled to get started at a little bit after seven o'clock. I would bet that it's going to be well after that. Uh, so it's they're wearing their team jerseys. However, the lettering and the Nike swoosh and the uh, everything that goes on it, it's golden. So you've got the you've got the standard team jersey, but then the all the lettering on it is golden. I want to not like it. I want to hate it. I want to be righteously indignant about it. But I gotta be honest with you, I kind of like it. It's a good look, and. It's better than the American League and the National League. They're still wearing all of their team jerseys. I, I think I like it. And this is a way for Major League Baseball to do two things. Because you have all the purists out there who get all kinds of upset about the fact that uh, they're not wearing the team jerseys the way they have historically. But you want to make money. You want to be able to sell something based off the uh, the All-Star game. So I think I like this. I think I am team Golden lettering jersey for the All-Star game. Good job by Major League Baseball. I don't say that, by the way, very often. Major League Baseball, they tend not to make good decisions. They tend to make bad decisions. But this one makes sense. You got the one group of people that want to see a team, want to see players wearing their home jerseys. And then you've got Major League Baseball who wants to make money. So what do you do? You just tweak the jersey a little bit. You just tweak it. You make the lettering golden. Now, the American League, they're wearing the dark jersey. Like it's not it's not a standard road gray. It's like it's not quite black, but it's a really dark gray. The gold on that doesn't look as good. So I am so if you are a fan of an American League team, you're probably SOL because really the, the gold on that color it just doesn't look good. But the National League, the National League. They're the home team. Game's being played in Los Angeles. They've got the white jersey with the golden lettering on top of it. Looks good. Looks really, really good. So if you want to buy yourself a Cardinal All-Star jersey, you can do that because it looks good. Don't go get a uh, a Toronto one because I'm just watching a Toronto player come out. So that's why I see that. Uh, it just it doesn't look as good. It, it does not. Uh, it does not pop. All right. Uh, still looking for text messages. We're going to get to this coming up uh, later on next hour. We can all agree, and if you don't agree with this, well, you're going to be left out of the conversation. We can all agree that the Cardinals at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline, they need to go out and acquire a top-level starting pitcher. That's the number one need for this team. What is the number two need? We're going to get into that coming up later on the program and continue to discuss that throughout the week as well. So text in those responses, starting to get them in, 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. What is your number two item on the wish list? We're going to just assume, big assumption, we're just going to assume they're going to go get that uh, starting uh, pitcher. What's the number two item on your wish list? 314-436-7900. We're going to continue our State of the NL Central Series next hour. We'll talk a little bit about the Cubs. Have Jared Willis from uh, CHGO coming on. That's all coming up. My name is Matt Pauley. It's Sports Open Line on a Tuesday night on KMOX. T. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.